frankly, don't tell me what I can do on Twitter. Seriously. Like, don't come to our Twitter and tell me that I, ha- that I have to stop watching WWE so I'll stop hating it. Spoiler alert, I don't watch WWE. I watch the clips and read the reviews. And I'm still going to do that <laughs> after I cancel Peacock. So, all of you assholes coming to our Twitter to mansplain to me and be like, well, why do you care if it's so bad? Because wrestlers that we like are still employed by WWE and they're being used poorly. And we would like to see a lot of these wrestlers do better and be in better stories and in better matches, and they're not. Okay? We can still be fans of Finn Balor and Piper Niven. I'm not going to call her Dewdrop. And uh, Seth Rollins and various other performers in WWE. All right? All right, that's my beginning rant. Let's get in. Let's get into Anna and Emily Russell podcast episode twenty-four. I'm Annalise. With me, as always, is my tag team partner. She is the greatest heel of all time. She is the Reverend of Destruction, the Vicar of Doom. It's Emily, the Raven, descending from the rafters. Hello, it is I. <laughs> yes, the co-holder of the world's only eight-star <laughs> match, and the happiest wrestling fan on the planet. That's true. Because <laughs> where we're actually starting off with, aside from my rant, it is time to celebrate. We didn't get to do this last week because we had to cancel the show. I was not feeling great. Emily had to work. Actually, I also had to work. Shit, I forget everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I have to work tonight after this is over with, so joyous. But let's start by celebrating properly Thunder Rosa, St. Patrick's Day Slam, 364 days since their properly rated five-star match by us. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa finally overcomes Britt Baker in a match that quote-unquote counts in a cage. I have not had a chance to watch the whole match yet. I haven't had a chance to do much of anything the last three weeks for various work reasons that I'm not talking about. Emily, I assume as the world's biggest Thunder Rosa fan... You have watched this match, mm-hmm. and you have feelings about it. <laughs> yes. So uh, let us let's give the proper celebration. Review: Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, St. Patrick's Day Slam. Well, <laughs> I have to say, I had so much hope going into this, and. I had a lot of feelings, (laughs) and watching the two of them in a cage match was just so exciting, and I would have loved if it could have gone longer, and now I want more women's cage matches, so I'm just... I'm I'm incredibly excited and happy with all of it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. What were the spots that really stood out to you in this match? I I would say Oh. I would say probably things like the um chair pyramid situation. Um and just also, I really, I don't know. You know I can get 
into some more hardcore stuff, right? So mm-hmm. I really liked when they were fighting up against the cage, and I liked the amount of space that was between the cage and the ring. I think it made it more interesting. And so any time, I, I mean, it was really weird because I do, I do enjoy, like, you know, watching technical skill, but I also in this match just really enjoyed, like, the brutality of it. <laughs> More or less brutal or just a different kind of brutality than last year's match, which was oh. the match of the year. Well, it was definitely less brutal until we get to the thumb, the, the tax. <laughs> um, but overall, I would say less, maybe less brutal. They, they probably don't feel that way having actually like put their bodies through it. But visually, it was, I think, maybe a little less brutal. And I think some of that was just that the cage kind of contained some things. I don't know. But, I mean, people might disagree with me and say that it was equally as brutal. Just for me, it wasn't. Yeah. It's one of the things I'm really looking forward to watching when I have time to watch anything. Um if you were your personal star rating system, we I would, we rated. I think we rated you rated last year's a five point five. Yes, and five is like a solid ceiling for me for for mm-hmm. most every match. So this one, I would give a four point seven five. Okay, I would uh, not. Uh, it was not match of the year for me, um, but it was it was it was really really good. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was from the, from. The, I've watched the clips. I haven't watched the whole match yet, so I haven't had the full experience. I will have it later this week, or next week, or the week after. <laughs> you will. You so will. So tired. I'm so fucking tired. Oh. Um, but just what I've seen and just how how well this has been built. This is one of the best three match series of women's wrestling ever, told over the course of a year. Mm. So we have the St. Patrick's Day Slam match from last year. We have the Revolution match this year, followed by this match. Um, I don't think the other two matches have lived up to the lights out on Sanction match. I don't think anything in women's wrestling is going to live up to that for a long time. I think a couple of things might come close, but one of them will happen next weekend. Spoiler alert, it's not Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. It's not. It's really not. It's, that's, that's not going to be a good match. It's really not. It's really going to suck. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think this I think this is has been one of the best rivalries in pro wrestling in quite a while. I'm a little disappointed that Dave Meltzer only gave it a four. But it is a television match. Yeah. It's hard to give TV matches fives. Yeah, but AEW doesn't play by those games. They don't. They yeah. they put on pay per view quality matches on TV. It's part of their strategy. It's brilliant. I love it. It's one of the things that makes watching AEW TV great because I just want to watch pro wrestling. I don't really want to watch sports entertainment. Something we'll get to later. <laughs> and I also want to give uh, just. I, I also just want to say that I loved Thunder Rosa's entrance and the um, women's mariachi band mm-hmm. I that saw played. That. 
And that was just um, amazing. It's um, El Mariachi Guerrera Quetzale. I don't know. I, I'm, I can't do Spanish. But look them up and support them as well. So that's, that's yeah. my recommendation. Yeah, everything about this was great. And, of course, it was also coincided with Danhausen and Thunder Rosa eating tacos on yes! Thunder Rosa's channel. I can't wait to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I've, wa- I've watched it. I've watched it on both channels. It's pretty great. Um, and at some point in time, we're going to do a review of both those channels. And we're going to yes! start reviewing the YouTube channels because there's so many good wrestling YouTube channels out there. I've been obsessed with uh, Ethan Page's Toy Hunt blog blog mm. i think it's really great he has lots of it's just nice to know that wrestlers are just giant nerds like us <laughs> oh wait <laughs> i'm sorry that's a bad thing according to the undertaker because no! they're not taking guns and knives around <laughs> well i mean like the people in our generation and the millennial generation and i guess some wrestlers are gen z right i mean we're all like generations full of gamers and yeah. ner- and geeks and nerds and it's awesome i love it yep I love it, too. Second story that we're talking about, the Cody Rhodes drama is over. It has been confirmed by multiple sources that not only is Cody Rhodes signed, but apparently he's been signed for about two weeks. Uh, Even Chris Jericho has confirmed this. It's been confirmed by PW Insider. It's been confirmed by Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. Uh, Cody Rhodes is signed. He will be appearing at WrestleMania. And apparently WWE wants him to continue his American Nightmare gimmick, which is good. Hopefully, Mm. it'll be good. And the thing is, at least he's going to have one good match because his match is going to be against Seth Rollins. And I have not seen a bad Seth Rollins match ever. So I think Cody and Seth will work well together. I think it'll probably steal the show at WrestleMania along with um, if they're allowed to have the time that that it deserves. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair will be a very good match. The rest of the card is shit. Um, We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) What's interesting about this is MJF in an interview came out saying that he might be going to WWE in the next couple of years, simply because he will make all the money, and he absolutely will. He absolutely is someone they would pay out the ass to have mm-hmm. because he is exactly the heel they're looking for. He's the exactly the heel everyone's looking for. MJF, you're just better than everyone. Uh, we know it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're just, just the best. I, I watched the clip with him and Wardlow this week. It was so fucking great. And just, just every he's he's leaning into the devil stuff more, and just like, just, just no. If he ever turns face, it's the biggest waste of talent in pro wrestling. It's just, it's just a complete waste of time. <laughs> um, so it's over, it's done, it's gonna happen, unless this is an even bigger work than some of the conspiracy theorists started making it out to be. Um, it's sad. Because I would prefer, like, I think you would prefer Cody stay in AEW. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think, I think even if he gets a good six-month push, he's not going to be used effectively. I don't trust uh, WWE at all. Um, I would like to add that MJF is, like, praising Bruce Pritchard in interviews right now. 
There's a lot of people I would praise. Bruce ain't one of them. Mm. Good podcaster, terrible booker. Um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to also talk about the untimely passing of Scott Hall. <sighs> um, died uh, after being taken off of light support, after having a heart attack, and apparently being alone in his uh, residence for a number of days before someone discovered him. It is a horrible, horrible thing to imagine. And there have been so many really great tributes to Scott Hall um, on every wrestling program for the last uh, a little bit. And it just, it really kind of touches on just how good and how important he was and that he had great things to say about everyone. And that apparently, whereas some people in the click or some people in the nwo <coughs> hogan um were shit <laughs> backstage and were dragging everyone else down scott hall was not one of those people and it just appears that he was universally beloved um and i remember in the early 90s those first vignettes for razor ramon playing and i remember just hating him so much mm. which is just how good of a bad guy he was yeah. And just, just seriously one of the best. And it is unfortunate and it is sad. And what are your what do you have any like super fond memories of Scott Hall or matches that you've seen him in or Well, I wish I did. I mean, you know, he he was really good at at um what he did, but not you know, I wasn't in I guess I didn't have like strong feelings about him either way. And there are a lot of wrestlers in that category where I'm like, Oh yeah, they're good. I, you know, um, they're cool, whatever. I'm just not as drawn to them, but it's, I mean, you know, you think about, um, NWO and, and I, yeah, I just, I don't know. 63 is, it's it's too young like i mean i guess it sounds weird saying that because you know <laughs> we think of people in their 60s as getting older um but it really whenever we have one of these dusts like this i i'm just thankful for the wrestlers that we from that era that we still have and yep. you know hope hope that they're knowledge and experience is getting passed on yeah and uh just so much so much, go and watch and read and see some of the tributes um uh wrestle talk and parts fun known put together a couple of really nice videos about scott hall uh i'm sure every other wrestling youtuber did as well um and they're all really really touching so and the final bit of bad news we have to talk about Triple H is no longer going to be wrestling. Apparently, and I watched the interview with him and Stephen A. Smith, or at least the parts of it that, that ESPN released, uh, apparently he has a pacemaker in uh, inside of him now, so there's no taking bumps anymore. Uh, his cardiac event was super serious. Mm. Um, he almost died. 
and it was really, really, really dangerous. And if it hadn't been for um, Stephanie, according to him in the interview, noticing what was going on, he might have just like, you know, ignored it and kept on going. And that is really, really tragic uh, to think about. So really, really happy for Stephanie McMahon right now because I don't think I want a wrestling world without Triple H in it right now. I keep on hoping, I keep on hoping he'll be able to resume the booking of something in WWE and fix the problems, but. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and also like what I just said about Scott Hall and and his age. I mean, Triple H is fifty two. Yeah, he's only eleven years older than me. Like, I don't think of that age as old at all. Like, that's. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm really, really glad that, you know, he, he had it taken care of, and I'm sad that it means he won't be wrestling again but you know he has so much other skill in in the wrestling world and you know talk about like knowledge transfer and yeah so yeah and there's just the hope that they're going to realize NXT 2.0 is a bad idea just let Triple H have it back over yes because NXT 2.0 is really bad to be fair to them, they're doing some things right, but I still think that Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction is a really good thing, but most of the rest of it is just meh. You have the son of Rick Steiner, and you name him Braun Breaker. <laughs> you don't name him Rex Steiner. Rick Steiner to Rexton's. Oh, they could have just called him Steiner. That would have been interesting. They could call him anything. I mean, he even had his father come out and celebrate his NXT championship. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just not not, not going down the NXT 2.0 rabbit hole. Let's talk about the ROH library now belongs to AEW. And Gabe Sapolsky did this very long Twitter feed about wanting Tony Khan to edit out his commentary from the ROH library. I'm going to try and pull up this Twitter feed. Um... uh, because this was actually a pretty self-aware uh, um, feed about just kind of the problems that he was having uh, with the early days of ROH. And it was really him being like, you know what, there's a lot of interest right now in roh there's a lot of interest in the early days of roh and what we did there and yeah it was great but god did i suck on commentary and i was pretty terrible in a lot of other respects for commentary because things that he said were not acceptable and certainly will not be acceptable now and so he's just saying you know what it was a different era i said things that i regret i did things that i regret can we just if you're going to put this stuff up, please, you know, delete my commentary. Mm-mm. And I think this is a really, really smart thing to do because, again, a lot of people working um, in the early days of Ring of Honor were doing it on a shoestring budget, just kind of hoping things were, you know, great. But at the same time, 
you know, people fuck up, especially when they're not as as uh, Gabe was very very clear about it. He was not very good. Um, yeah, at this. Now the other thing that's happened since then, as I'm trying to look this up, uh, he deleted these tweets, which is mm. weird. So what he'd written was, uh, since I see classic Ring of Honor is getting more of atten- more attention, I want to take a moment to apologize for my character and my, my in-character commentary. I'll start by saying I fired myself from commentary as soon as we found a suitable replacement. It was another era back then. It might, have, it might be hard to believe, but it was hard to find decent commentators who would work the hours we did. We used to do commentary on two shows, staying up all night on a weekend in Tampa, Florida. Budget was also a concern, and I wanted to save... Uh, carry dollars. Uh, at the time, ROH was just a growing indie. It's not like people were clamoring to stay up till 5 a.m. to do voiceovers in a living room in Tampa. We went through various commentators, and eventually I didn't cost any extra money as I was there anyway to edit and produce. I also knew the storylines, directions, and characters. Thankfully, we eventually found Lenny Leonard, who lived in the area, and Dave Prezak. We booked Prezak in FIP and combined the expenses to fly him in. Uh, they were a great team and still are. They gave us stability. My commentary skills ranged from bad to embarrassing to deplorable. There were times I tried to do a Howard Stern-influenced character, big in the early 2000s, and an ECW influence. I apologize for anyone having to hear it now. Uh, Can someone please ask Tony Khan to see if he can edit out my commentary or at least the worst parts of it? And then he ended up deleting this whole thing. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe he got the right person's attention and they're talking about it internally. So he deleted the... I thought it was a really great self-aware tweet tweet thread. I'm sure some of the wrestling bros out there are like, Ugh, why should you have to apologize to be afraid of being canceled or what the fuck ever? You, you list and just like, you, you're bending the woke mob before they even had a chance to cancel you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if you're one of those wrestling bros, get the fuck out of wrestling. Get the fuck out of being a fan of anything. You ruin everything. Mm. No one is canceling Gabe Sapolsky. No one's trying to cancel Gabe Sapolsky. This is Gabe Sapolsky being self aware of some of the things he said in the early 2000s, which, yes, was a different time. And we've grown a lot as a, as a culture in 22 years. Are not going to be acceptable in 2022. That's good. Mm. I wish he hadn't deleted these tweets. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Oy vey. Let's talk about something awesome. The Chris Jericho Appreciation Society. I love it so much. <laughs> how do you get how do you get the most heat in AEW? You say the word sports entertainment. <laughs> Jericho is brilliant. He's he's, like, he's so smart. <laughs> Is he the best ever? I mean, he's he never does one thing for too long. Every single reinvention of his character is fresh and unique and still very much him. He never feels like he's playing a character. He mm-hmm. always feels like he's Chris fucking Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty. If you can play, if you can 
if if you can play yourself but turned up to like 10 yeah you know or 11 i mean that or it goes up to 11 yeah. you know in it that's that's magic in wrestling and you know it it just really is so and it's the best thing because i did not like the inner circle as a face team because i'm sorry let's go back to full gear for a moment that match with america's top team blue yeah it 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 was you know i think for for jericho's storytelling in our circle had to be face but i it was hard to buy <laughs> for me and i just kept hoping like when are they going back <laughs> it worked because of the the storyline with the pinnacle yeah and you had those two really good matches um with the pinnacle and the inner circle here's my problem and it's my only problem with the chris jericho appreciation society jake hager is still on tv yeah um i'm sorry I'm not saying that that you know someone's individual politics or beliefs are bad, but when you think uh, um, when you think climate change is a hoax, we are done with you. Well, I will happily say that someone else's political beliefs are bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mean- want to say it, but I'm gonna say it. Because this yeah. is a wrestling podcast, but you know, I'm I'm more than happy to talk about politics and wrestling because politics and art always mixed, you motherfuckers. Yes. Anyone who doesn't think so has never paid attention to either politics nor art. So, <laughs> but I just I just can't stand seeing Jake Hager on the screen. I just can't stand I can't stand him as a wrestler. He's mm. not he's not technically bad, but I have never ever cared about anything he's ever done yeah he's not outstanding and he's he's given a lot of chances and he's given a lot of chances that other people wouldn't necessarily be given mm-hmm. so you know he's very to me he's just like he's back there and he's like part part of the the set for the that sounds so awful. I feel yeah. really bad. I feel really bad saying it, but he just kind of I, he fades to the background for me, you know, because I'm not. I I would like to see him go elsewhere, but otherwise, I just like have been delighting in the Jericho Appreciation Society. I cannot tell you, like. <laughs> how much I, I I just I love it. And I'm not even a huge Jericho fan. I like him. But I'm a huge Jericho fan. I've been a huge Jericho fan for a long time. Cause he's just he everything he does to me is is just so smart and so yeah. on point and so good. And um I really like that Daniel Garcia is going to have more TV time with this. I really like the two mm. point now whatever the mm-hmm. whatever they're named are again going to be because they are brilliant. They were w- their whole shtick as Everize and NXT was one of the last really good things in um in in, in the old black and gold as comedy jobbers. They weren't winning anything. 
but mm. you always remembered them. You always they were they were there. You know the ridiculousness of them shouting "Ever Rise" rules when they're losing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's everything that everything those two guys do is so good, and the way in which we use our real names like Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is not your real name. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And it's now he's great. saying on. Now he's saying on Rampage that's entertainment when he's on commentary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just you, you can hear you can hear the super marks, not the smart marks, the super marks like screaming every time someone says sports entertainment. <laughs> and oh. it's such good heat. And they're on the verge of getting the audience to stop singing Judas, but they're still singing it, so yeah, I don't know if that's gonna. I guess, I guess that would be a huge turning point if that would be interesting to see what I, happens with that because it was so unifying throughout the pandemic. So, what's what's gonna? I happen? think he has to retire the Judas theme. Oh, you think he has to get a new song? I think I think that what he should do is is that at um at Double or Nothing, they should come out start Judas and then stop it, go back up the tunnel and come out to a different song. Oh wow. It would be the best heat magnet ever. And they're all they're already just like super heat magnets. It's so good. Um I I, I just the whole thing, the whole thing they're doing is such a great thing and just uh oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> It frees well, up Santana Ortiz to do more stuff. It frees up Sammy Guevara to do more stuff. And it it just, the Jericho Appreciation Society gives three guys who weren't doing anything on TV something to do, and they're going to be in the upper mid card, and I'm thrilled. Yeah. Well, and you know what? There could be something to this song thing, because Fozzie has a new album coming out. Ah. And... Most of the songs haven't been released yet. It comes out May 6th. So it would be interesting. I could see... Now, there's no sample of this, but there's one that's called Army of One, and then there's also one called The Worst is Yet to Come. I kind of wonder... I don't know. It seems like there's some possibilities here if he wanted to switch it up and change out his song for from his new album. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm 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 hopeful. There's a lot of things here that I'm really hopeful for that I really think are going to be great. Yeah, it's uh, super exciting. Mm-hmm. So, with all that, um, okay. What else? Oh yes. As we are slowly but surely exiting the pandemic, the best. Week in wrestling is returning. <laughs> While WrestleMania hasn't been good for a very long time. I mean, I say that in 2019 is not that long ago. And the 2019 WrestleMania was very good. What's better than WrestleMania, though, is WrestleMania week. And there's a list of all the promotions running in Dallas during WrestleMania week. And have you had a chance to look at this, and what are you excited for? What are you hoping to have time to catch? So, I mean, 
I'm I don't watch WrestleMania, so mm-hmm. I can't say I Oh, this I'm is ex- not this is not WWE. This is all the other stuff. This is all the indie shows and oh, right, right, wrestling. Right. This is the stuff that happens in WrestleMania week since there's gonna be a, a massive fuck ton of wrestling fans in Dallas. WrestleCon happens and all these other uh, yeah. things are going on. So you might yeah. want to click the link that I gave you. No, 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 no. I, I'm just I was just yeah. doing some some ah. context context. So ah, okay. yeah. So so while I'm not excited about WrestleMania, no one um, <laughs> What I really wish is that I like I've had a dream for like years to go to WrestleCon and I would love I wish I could do that so it's on like my list sometime um that you know I I want to do um so I will enjoy like seeing updates about that like I there are a lot of artists that I follow that do wrestling fan art that are involved um, and so I'll just kind of enjoy whatever they share. Um, but I mean, like looking at the rest of that, rest of this, I mean, of course, ROH Supercard, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's going to be really interesting w- with ROH being owned by um, Tony Khan now. And probably in that, I'm most excited to see uh, Jay Lethal um, wrestle. And then, as far as anything else, hmm. Oh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. If you didn't say is, that, is back. And that's exciting, extremely exciting. So, um, and we have a, a Mission Pro show that's going to be going on. Um, so that looks like it's going to be pretty good. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I would call out from here? No, I think those would be my highlights for, and, you know, then I'll just kind of watch for like what else people are excited about and sharing on social media and just kind of like, vicariously <laughs> i mean i'm sure we'll get a lot of good like vlogs on the various channels um mm-hmm. so it'll be fun you know you know just to kind of witness from afar <laughs> yep there's a couple of matches i want to call out first of all black label pro uh big demo versus warhorse if you like a hoss match and a mm. hoss match with guys who can move that's going to be a lot of fun um Mission Pro, of course, all of this card is going to be great. But Thunder Rosa versus Trisha Dora is going to be going to be probably a show stealing match for the entire weekend. Mm. Basically, Thunder Rosa doing any match is going to be a show stealing match. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, the Impact Wrestling Multiverse of Matches. Um, Jay White versus Chris Sabin. That is going to be a that is going to be a banger. Um, mm-hmm. Tomohiro Ishii versus Eddie Edwards and Alex Shelley versus um, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing about this that's not going to be great. I am strangely 
and just weirdly into Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green versus Mickey James and Nick Aldis. Oh yeah. I mean that'll probably be a, that'll probably be cool. Matt Cardona has been has just once you see him outside of WWE creative, he's yeah. just been the most interesting person in independent wrestling. Like I've been following everything he's doing and I love all of it. Um, I'm interested in trying to check out for the culture, but I don't know if I'll have time because Black Wrestling Matters. That's not said in any kind of way as a joke. It does. Um, and of course, the New Japan uh, strong with um, just a couple of things here that are going to be great. Uh, Ishii versus Dickinson, Jay White versus Mike Bailey, uh, Suzuki versus Killer Cross. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rocky Romero versus Ren Narita. All of this is good. Yeah. Oh, and I miss Juice Robinson too. I, yep. I like I like Juice Robinson. Yep. Juice Robinson, David Finley, Daniel Garcia, Kevin Knight versus Masca Dorada, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and uh, Yuya Imura. And there was one thing on on SuperCard that was worth looking at: uh, the ROH Pure Championship being defended. By Josh Woods against Wheeler Yuta, Swerve, and Alex Zane. That could be the best match of the weekend. Mm. That's that's going to be really good. That's going to be just definitely worth your time to to seek out that match in particular. And of course, all of Mission Pro, because around here we stand Mission Pro. <laughs> where, the, where the men have to be on the pre-show. <laughs> uh, it's just wonderful. Uh, yeah, I just... I love everything about Mission Pro. Getting more and more into it, which is why you should listen to Emily's recommendations for other uh, federations you should get into. <laughs> we'll do more of that coming soon. Yeah. Um, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Minoru Suzuki again versus Chris Dickerson. Um, but Timothy uh, Thatcher versus J.R. Katros. Uh, I'm just happy to see Timothy Thatcher wrestling again. Mm. Nothing about that I don't love. Yeah, this is going to be amazing. It's not as much as it was in 2019, which was like two fucking weeks of awesome shit. Um, And everybody was running shows. This was before we had any kind of hint of a pandemic. But it is a nice kind of slow return to normalcy. And I'm excited. I'm excited for all the good stuff that we can have um, now that we can have nice things again. So, all right. You're not going to watch WrestleMania. I'm not going to try and talk you into watching WrestleMania. I am watching WrestleMania um, because I am trying to give it one last chance. Hmm. And this card sucks. (laughs) This card sucks hard. There are a grand total... Looking at this card, there's a grand total of two matches on here that do not suck. Everything else is meh to why is this happening. So the two matches that do not suck um, are Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. That's going to be fine. They will tear it down. They're both two of the best women wrestling today. And RK Bro. Uh, Randy Orton and, and Matt Riddle versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Alpha Academy, which is Chad Gable and Otis 
who used to be in Heavy Machinery and then lost his last name because Vince is stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that match, a triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag, tag Team Champions Championships is going to be very good. The rest of this card, aside from Seth Rollins versus Cody, which hasn't been announced, so we're not talking about it, is meh to bad. Is Edge versus AJ Styles going to be a good match? Yeah, it is. But I don't care because it's had no story and no build. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do something with this card, and we might rebook this entire thing next week with our uh, uh, our awesome wrestling universe. But there are championships, and to my way of thinking, every championship should be defended independently on the WrestleMania card. Mm. That's what I believe. I also don't believe that celebrities and announcers should be wrestling on the WrestleMania card. So I don't think that the Mysterios versus The Miz and Logan Paul should be a match. I don't think Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn should be a match. And no, I don't think Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory should be a match, even though Pat McAfee had two legitimate bangers in NXT. He's an announcer now. Stay an announcer. Please just stay an announcer. It's a complete waste of the talent in these matches to insert Johnny Knoxville, Pat McAfee, and Logan Paul into this WrestleMania card. These are all piss-break matches. They really, really are. Not only that, the women's tag team titles, after not having mattered, are being defended in a four-way with three thrown-together teams. And they're currently being held by a thrown-together team of Zelina Vega and Carmella. And they have not won anything since winning the titles. Against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Italian Shayna Baszler. This could have been good, but it just sucks. Because it hasn't been built right. So, and Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, the match no one wants to see. No one wants to see this match. We wanted, we wanted in 2019, we wanted Becky versus Ronda one on one. We got Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte, which was not what the fans wanted. Stop doing this. Stop. Just, just fucking stop it. We have the Usos versus Shinsuke Nakamura and a guy named Rick Boogs. I shit, I shit you not, that is the ring name they've given him. Hmm. And I'm happy Shinsuke's on a card, but why isn't why aren't we getting something better? So I'm going to give you each of the current champions in WWE. And you can pick anyone, not just in WWE, to rebook this match. The only two that we're going to keep, we're going to keep Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, because that's going to be fine. And we're going to keep the triple threat for the Raw Tag Team Championships, RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy, because that's going to be good. And I hope it's Dawkins and Ford going over, because Montez Ford is fucking amazing. Um... Everything else on this card is gone. And we're going to just kind of restart this. So, 
currently not on the card is the um, United States champion, Finn Balor. Hmm. Finn Balor defending the United States champion against who? And you can pick anyone. I mean, anyone, Emily. Uh... You know what? I actually would, I actually would just go do- with WWE with this and pick Shinsuke. But I and I have no idea what they've been doing with Shinsuke. But fuck nothing, fucking nothing. Yeah, he lost. He lost the uh, the Intercontinental Championship to Sami Zayn, and then Zayn lost it to who I forget. I gotta look Point- it up. I'm, it's just so it's so pointless. Mm-hmm. The stuff that they do is so pointless. Um. But yeah, I mean, they would have a great match. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'd just go with, I'd just do that, honestly. Makes all the sense. Oh, he lost to Ricochet, who is also not on the card. So let's go with Ricochet, Intercontinental <laughs> Champion. Not on the card. Know. Who? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so Ricochet has. Okay, so he has the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, like, if they were going to bring in Cody Rhodes, why wouldn't you have that as a match? There you go. See, I mean, that would be. How easy this is? That would be brilliant. It's like effort. It just effortlessly came to my mind. Like. Oh my gosh. I don't know what WWE has so many problems. Too many to too many to even figure out honestly. We're gonna fix we're gonna fix the championship scene right now. We're not gonna worry about anything else. Um The Usos, SmackDown tag team champions. One of the best tag teams of the last decade, absolutely not just in WWE. Who should they defend their titles against? This is why you might have to go outside WWE because there's seriously no tag teams. WWE. The only three other tag teams are actually in the other match <sighs> that we're keeping. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Um. Uh... Mm. You know, I would, I wouldn't, I, I would, I would kind of love to see the Lucha Brothers against the Usos. They're not in WWE anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Use the, the Lucha Brothers. Sorry, I was thinking Lucha House Party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so messed up. Yeah, Lucha, Lucha no, Brothers. No, just like fully unleashed, like who they really are. Like both, both teams. Just, yep. well, let's just let them really go. Yeah. That you would know? be great. I was thinking the Briscoes. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I would like to see the Briscoes versus the Osos. I think that I think any brother tag team combinations are really good. So yeah, um, I can't possibly we can't possibly book this properly. So first of all, let's take the belts off of Zelina Vega and Carmella. Nothing against either of them as performers. They're both terrific. Um, 
just you know keep they keep giving being given bad gimmicks and bad shit to do if we're gonna put the titles on a particular team in wwe the women's tag titles what should that team be and who should they face at wrestlemania i have no idea Okay. Well, I'll step in. I'll step in and tell you who the team who who should be holding the titles and who should have held the titles for two fucking years and should have never dropped them. And it's Bailey and Sasha Banks. Oh well, yeah. Heel Bailey and heel Sasha Banks as the golden role models should just be the persistent uh, women's tag team champions, and they should just be stomping holes in every other team they should be having banger matches every single week yeah i could see that and who should take it off of them who who is gonna do it who who you say who a returning (laughs) oscar and io shirai oh perfect yes much better than this nothing match. Yeah. <sighs> I'm glad Rhea Ripley's getting something to do on the main card after she had a killer match with Asuka last year, but Jesus, this is terrible. Mm. <sighs> All right. Charlotte Flair going as champion. Who should fight Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? So, I actually really want to see Kenny Omega fight Charlotte Flair? <laughs> That's an actual honest answer. I know this. <laughs> well, it's got to the... be for it's got to be for the SmackDown <laughs> Women's Championship. Kenny can't compete for that. <laughs> but I know, I know, I know. Um... <laughs> I think it. I think it'd be an interesting intergender match. I would like to see that too. Yeah, it it would be awesome. I think. Um, but who who she should be fighting? Um. Wow, you know, I kind of, I really, I really would enjoy seeing uh, her fight Britt Baker. Which we set ha- up with our Royal Rumble booking. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that's just, I'm going to go with that. Yep. We have Brock Lesnar, who's supposed to fight Roman Reigns for a unification match between the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship. Um. Who really wants to see Brock and Roman again at WrestleMania? We didn't like it the first two times. Why are you doing it again? And, you know, it's, it just, if it says a lot that I haven't watched WWE in years, and this feels like something I've somehow seen like 50 times and it's so, but I mean, I guess it's been 50 times this year. It's also it's that bad. It's also a formula that yeah. plug in two guys like this, you know, in WWE. So you kind I mean, anyone watching WWE for a long time has theoretically seen this, seen this match in some iteration many, 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 many times. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You pick someone for Brock Lesnar. I'll pick someone for Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't want to see anyone fight Brock Lesnar. Okay, but he's holding the championship. We gotta get it off him. Who's gonna carry? <laughs> who's gonna carry the WWE championship? Uh, 
a title with 70 plus years of history that deserves to be held by by a full-time wrestler. Well, when they say winner take all unification match, we're breaking that up. We're not going to do that. We're not going to oh, oh, okay. match it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh man, I just I don't know. I can't do it. I don't know. I just I Brock Lesnar is my least Oh, he's my it's just oh. I think I think just he goes in the ring and he trips and passes out and loses the, and loses the title by count out and whoever gets it I don't care. I'm so sorry. That's a sad sad state of reality. This is impossible I'm, to care about Brock Lesnar. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sure he's a great dad and a good husband. Whatever. I just yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I would I would book this. I would just have him trip and lose the title. <laughs> so I think there's a, there's a really good answer here. And consider the really good matches Brock Lesnar had in Japan when he was in New Japan Pro Wrestling, including matches with Shinsuke Nakamura and Kurt Angle. Hmm. Now that he did now that he didn't have great ang- matches with Kurt Angle in WWE cuz he sure as fuck did. When Brock wants to have a good match, Brock has a good match. I would like to see Kenny Omega <laughs> versus Brock Lesnar. No! Oh, how could you do this to me, Anne? Oh, because you, are, it would be, you are a wicked girl. You are because, a wicked girl. Because, because it is a great clash of styles, and Brock Lesnar does really good matches with people who wrestle differently than he does. Oh, I'm sick. I'm so I sick. Know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, the last one. That, the last one's easy. It's Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. We don't fucking need to talk about this because Roman, because Drew McIntyre right now is having a match with Happy Corbin in the dumbest feud that has gone on gone on forever. So, what you, is you Happy to, Corbin? Happy Corbin used to be Baron Corbin. Then well, Baron I Corbin figured, became King but... Corbin. And then King Corbin lost his crown when Shinsuke Nakamura stole the King title from him. And then became Loser Corbin. And then he became Happy Corbin after he won a lot of money in Vegas. Oh my gosh, I'm throwing up even more. I know. <laughs> and it doesn't really matter how good, how good Baron Corbin has ever been in the ring. And he has always been actually quite good in the ring. He has never, since he came up from NXT, been given a feud or a gimmick that works. He does not have heat. He has go-away heat. Hmm. And it is unfortunate that a guy as tall and athletic as that, who actually is capable of talking, has been so completely fucking misused in so many ways. And I'm not saying this to get him to unblock me on Twitter because he's a whiny little brat on Twitter. <laughs> he blocked me on Twitter. Um, when, wow. I said, when, when I said that, what I said specifically was he wasn't bad. He's just never been, been given anything good. Hmm. I'm like, that's block worthy. And then the, the, two weeks later, he's on some YouTube thing talk, uh, complaining about people being too sensitive on Twitter. I'm like, wow. Pot kettle black, Baron? Yeah. 
Yeah. This WrestleMania card sucks. Um, I'm not excited for it, and in all likelihood, I'll be canceling my Peacock, Peacock subscription on April 4th. Because this is just not worth it. And it's disappointing that all this is happening. And I agree with you. There's no reason for Brock Lesnar to be WWE champion in 2022. Mm. It's it's just it's boring and bad. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see I'd like to see Kenny Omega walk out of WrestleMania with the WWE Championship and walk on to Dynamite on Wednesday with it. Mm. Imagining again our perfect wrestling universe. And yes, and that's Brock's retirement match. Brock just retires and goes back to Saskatchewan on his ranch and doesn't do anything else the rest of his life. Well, he retires because he tripped and fell and he knocked himself out and lost the title. <laughs> That might be the best Brock Lesnar. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Brock. <laughs> yeah, and again, Brock can have him. He can have a good match when he wants to have a good match. Survivor Series 2018, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan is a fucking banger of a match. Mm-hmm. And that's and, fair. That's fair. And Brock Lesnar versus uh, Finn Balor at. Um, uh, Royal Rumble uh, in 2019 and Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Again, he when he wants to have a good match, when he gives a shit about the match he's having, he puts on a good show. Uh, I just don't care about Lesnar versus Reigns, and I don't think anybody fucking does. Mm-hmm. Ugh. This poop. All right. Let us close with our main event. Wrestling shame. We have all, at some point, had the following conversation. If you are a pro wrestling fan, you like pro wrestling, don't you know it's fake? What's wrong with you? (laughs) It was so prevalent when I was growing up that none of us really talked about liking pro wrestling because everyone's perception of it was so negative. And it doesn't ever really get better because as you're an adult, people are like, oh, that's dumb shit for kids. And I'm like, yeah, if you're watching WWE. Yeah. Because pro wrestling is is theater. It is performance art. It is all these other things. It is storytelling and mythology and all these fantastic things. I mean, listen to us talk about the MJF CM Punk build. And we're not talking about it in wrestling terms. We're talking about it in literary terms because it is a piece of literature. And it can be. It can be very, very amazing. So what I wanted to do today is I wanted to talk just a little bit about how much shame we sometimes get over our fandoms. And it's not limited to pro wrestling. It's part of video game fandom. It's part of anime fandom. It's part of science fiction and fantasy fandom. It's part of comics fandom. It's part of just about every type of fandom. And I'm reminded, Emily, of a conversation that we had when we went to Gen Con in 2010. And I was kind of sneering at the idea of Twilight fans. And you said that at least Twilight fans are fans of something, even if what they're a fan of sucks. (laughs) So with that in mind, with that in mind, um, 
And and the idea that if you love something and it makes you happy, that is a good thing. That is a good thing. And that includes that includes any WWE fans listening to this. If 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 you like the product that you're seeing every week on SmackDown, Raw, and NXT 2.0, good for you. I'm glad you're happy. Really, I seriously am. I'm not being sarcastic. Yeah. It still sucks, and I don't want to watch it. But I'm glad it makes you happy. What has been your experience with wrestling shame? Well, you know, this is a really good question. And I definitely have had people say stuff to me over the years about it being fake. And there's there's something about like the things that I have that are my tastes that I like that I'm kind of immune to most criticism and bullying on because when I was growing up I was I was bullied, I was um physically um attacked by other kids, I was uh sexually harassed by boys as I got older and those things were all done to me because of who I am and who they perceived me to be because I was an overweight kid in the 1980s when it seemed like every kid was like stick thin except for me. <laughs> um, and, you know, I am autistic, but I didn't know that I, I was not diagnosed until um, a couple of years, uh, until um well, the process started a couple of years ago, but the diagnosis was a year ago. So I've always been like weird and horribly bullied. Um, and those things c- caused a lot of shame in me. But then when people would try to bully me for things that I liked, I was just kind of like, okay, this is, this is, it didn't have quite the same impact because it, you know, it was just so different. So I was able yeah. to, I was able to, push a lot of it off and having said all that I also did not get the level of bullying that other people get for being a fan of wrestling I'm not sure why that is I don't know if it was because the era I was growing up in um you know it wasn't it wasn't as as big of a deal now I think I think if I were to get bullying for that I would definitely like say something, say more to the person um, and just kind of like wonder like, why, (laughs) why are you, why are you doing this? It's kind of like that same philosophy of like, at least they're a fan of something. Like when people have a passion or love for something, I just really respect it. I'm drawn to it. I admire it. Um, You know, of course there are exceptions if it's, (laughs) I would not say that for people that are fans of QAnon or things like that. But when it's like a hobby or something you love, you know, I just, I, you know, I just think it's great. And it, and it, it makes me really happy. Um, so, yeah, I just. I also didn't experience any, sh- any bullying over wrestling. I experienced bullying for a lot of the reasons you experience bullying for, except that I was that skinny person. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't trying to criticize skinny kids. I was oh, just no. saying by comparison, yeah. I was much fatter than other kids. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know, I was bullied for, 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 
for you know being nerdy being being awkward yes. being weird yeah. um i thought the adams family was the ideal american household because that's what we watched on tv <laughs> that's right i agree um <laughs> made sense to me i mean what's what's wrong with the with the way this family lives apparently they've got everything figured out um <laughs> why why should we cheer for a prince killing a poor defenseless dragon that doesn't make any sense yeah yeah what did the dragon do (laughs) nothing nothing poor defenseless dragon um but i did not talk about pro wrestling Mm. around people i would not i would not when i went to grad school in 2001 was when i got back into wrestling and i did not tell anybody that I was watching Raw and SmackDown at the end of the Attitude Era, which was really good in a lot of ways. It was it was very much, I was hooked almost immediately. I stumbled across it one night on my TV. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm having fun. And I'm instantly into these stories. And I'm instantly into these characters. Great, good time. Um, but it was even hard talking to Dia about it, and now she wants a Danhausen figure. So... <laughs> <laughs> The Danhausen figures are actually sold out, though. Uh, if any of you, any of you, bought an extra one and were willing to part with it, please, please hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> Dia really wants Danhausen. You heard, you heard her. You heard her. Yeah. Get the get the get the figure. Get it out. Give it to yeah, Anne. It's it's completely it's completely <laughs> sold out. The pre-order is completely sold out. Dia really wants Danhausen figure. It comes with a little jar of human teeth and a bag <laughs> of human money. Uh, <laughs> But now it's just it's I don't understand. I, I mean, the criticism that always has kind of baffled me is people are like, "Oh, don't you know it's fake?" So is everything else on TV. <laughs> Seriously, ever do, do do you think sitcoms are real? <laughs> well, and it's not even that it's that it's fake. It's such a it's such a weird criticism because it's pre determined mm-hmm. but it's you know oh and i i just actually like felt pain that i said that because i'm like kayfabe 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 <laughs> in my brain my brain is like why did you do this um i just you know uh you're exposing the business i know i uh yeah don't don't listen to me but um wrestling is completely real it's all real <sighs> And, you know, I mean, just what what do you do with someone who is another adult who is criticizing you for something that you like and wanting, and I mean you in general, like anyone? Um, I don't know. I just, I think I've gotten to the point in, in my life finally where I have done enough therapy and personal work on myself that I've realized, okay, this person has a problem and I don't need to like take their problem on and, and believe them or agree with them. And yeah, I just, I mean, well, see, see Emily the thing is I actually know what you do when someone does that to you. Cause I've seen you do it. You flip them off, you kick them in the <laughs> gut and you hit them with a stunner. <laughs> that's right 
We oh. solve our problems with violence. That's what we learned from. No, we don't actually. Do that. Yeah, wrestling. Wrestling taught me that. I mean, you just gotta get in the ring and just get it out and just fight, fight the other yeah. person. Um, I'm, I'm imagining you doing the Stone Cold on his on his knuckles, talking over the person he just stunned, shaking your head, <laughs> spit coming out of your mouth. You son, you sorry son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I mean, all like all of that said, the thing the thing about uh, bullying and harassment and you know abuse and things like that is that it shouldn't be happening, and the and the person that doing that's doing it is wrong, but it creates that shame that you talked about, and the person receiving it feels like they're the one that's wrong. And then you have to go to therapy <laughs> with, yep. for the for maybe the rest of your life, depending on on who you are. And it's just, it, it's so sad. It's it's just. I really hope anyone listening to this is not going through that, um, and that you know, if you are or that you have been, that you know that you're not alone, and that you know that you you know that that other person made a bad choice to be abusive or bullying or hurt or harass you and that was their choice and it it's not you you're not you're not the person that's wrong and you shouldn't feel bad about yourself or the things that you care about yep and you should go out and find the thing that you love and you should be you should love it completely and you should have fun with it um uh- and find other people that love it so mm-hmm. that you know you're not alone. And, you know, thankfully, I, thankfully we can do that somewhat online, but then there's also some, you know, kind of harassment and arguing and fighting that happens in online fan spaces too. So, I mean, but, yeah. you know, keep, keep trying and you'll find people that they might not even care about the same wrestlers that you do, but they care about wrestling or they care about the game you play or whatever it is and, and get that community uh, of people who, you know, you can share that with. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty of really great resources to start with. You can follow lots of great people in the internet wrestling community on Twitter. I strongly recommend Sean Ross Sapp, Nice Salcedo, uh, Alex queen of the ring, uh, Kayla Vision, who does Church of Josie with Alex Queen of the Ring. Uh, Steven Larson are just the best people. Brian Zane, everyone at WrestleTalk, everyone at Cultaholic, uh, everyone at What Culture. Um, just, you know, so many great people to interact with. And uh, so many great people who've, who've you know also reached out to us and are following us now. And we're really happy about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I and I and I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. No, and I I just wanted to add to that list um, the AEW heels community. Mm-hmm. Yes, you pay a yearly, you know, fifty dollars a year, but it's a you know protected, safe space where you can post and meet other fans. They have in person meetups. It's a great space for women who uh, are into wrestling or who are just even just starting out. Um, and the Mission Pro Wrestling community. Uh, mm-hmm. as well would be another place that you know that you could uh connect with others so yeah and there follow are your favorite wrestlers yes like, 
on Twitter, on their vlogs. I mean, we're, we are going to have to sit down and review Dan Housen's vlog and Ethan Page and Thunder Rosa and all these other uh, alley tasting Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Veda Scott does uh, mustard tasting. So cool. <laughs> we need to have just like a, a vlog party episode. Jade Jade Cargill asking for hotties to be in her fan section at AW events on Twitter. <laughs> I think I think Jade was just asking her fans to send her ludes. I just, that's all it was. <laughs> oh um, goodness. Yeah. It's just there's so many great people and so many great things in this community to be a fan of and you should love what you love and you should and again and again we do not condone any form of wrestling tribalism we don't like wwe that does not mean that we think wwe should be destroyed or that wwe fans are stupid or terrible people we just do not enjoy that product anymore i'm trying hard to because it's a lot of attachment i'm still having to let go emily's already mm. let go of it because you know she's in a healthier place than i am <laughs> i'm a i'm an extreme early adopter on i'm an extreme late adopter <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really am i am i'm like that with a lot of things so <laughs> yeah so uh you know and and we we hope for the best for everyone and, and you know if you like what you like it goes back to and, and there's no need for you to come and tell people they can't, you can't not like something or you can't criticize something because I think that putting out criticism for WWE is the only thing that's ever forced them to change. Um, and never permanently because they keep on going back to the same old shit. <sighs> All right. Next week, we don't know if we're going to do a show. It's April Fool's. We will not be doing any stupid April Fool's jokes. Don't worry about that. I know it's the worst day on the internet. I will not ever do a podcast that is a part of that that bullshit. Um, but it is also going to be a really busy week for us. So we're going to close the show this week. And you can follow the show at Ann and Emily Pod, Ann Emily Pod on Twitter. You can email us at a and e wrestlepod at gmail.com. You can follow Emily at 8BitEmily on Twitter, and you can follow me and underscore Elise on Twitter. I think both of our Twitters have been pretty inactive this week. Yeah, I've been on a Twitter break, so... Oh, it's a healthy just, thing to do. Yeah, and I've had a lot to do at work, so... Mm, same. That's why mine has been kind of like, yeah. Um, we have some other shows to talk about. Uh my co-host on Q for Fun, Wicked Kitten, has got the Gore Podcast going strong. And you can follow uh, Gore Podcast at Gore Podcast, I believe, on Twitter. Let me, I always have to double check it. I need to put it in the show notes properly. Gore. Yeah, Gore Podcast on Twitter. Uh, they're doing a ton of really great horror movie reviews. And you should go check it out if horror is your bag at all. The reason why we might not be doing a show next week is we want everybody to tune in to our third year anniversary of Q for Fun, which is the Heroes of the Storm podcast that I started three years ago this April with Royalite. And now I'm doing the show with Sofashea, Wicked Kitten, and Royalite. And we're hoping, we don't know for sure, that you, Emily, will be able to join us for a lot of announcements 
about the podcasting we're going to be doing. Yes. There's a lot of really cool shit we're about to start doing. Um, this show is not changing. If you are one of our regular five or six listeners, first of all, thank you. We love you. Um, we hope you're having a good time. Uh, and we don't do this to get like lots of likes and attention. We do this because it's a chance for us to like have a weekly time to hang out as friends. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And because and because we can get two hours of content out of fifteen minutes of writing, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's it's great fun doing a podcast. You should all do it. It's really easy to do it. Go to our host, Anchor.fm. You can set up a podcast feed on your own. It's completely free, and they'll put it on all the major podcasting apps for you. They're great, 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 great. But with that in mind, we're going to be launching two new shows. We're going to be bringing back Q for Fun and an anime sweater from Hiatus, and we have so much more to talk about all on april 2nd yeah and we hope you will join us we don't know if we'll do an episode of Emily wrestle podcast that night i think i'm gonna try because i also have to work the next friday and i'm not happy about that shit either um but it was it was necessary for me to take hours on my days off and i'm and that's why we're recording early tonight because i need to go Emily, any last words, anything else to say about anything that we've talked about or just stuff to add or inspirational poetry? <laughs> no, you, you know what? Just uh, have, have fun. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the things that you like. Go to the things that, that draw you in and indulge in them and enjoy them. And, and yeah. <laughs> that's that's my advice it's just like it, it's a hard time in the world life is short have have a good time <laughs> and my advice is always pay for the bigger popcorn when you go to the movie theater oh that's good advice that's really good you're gonna run out you, you're gonna run out by them trailers are over you know you are just get the big <laughs> popcorn <laughs> all right let's send the crowd home happy so without further ado we'd like to wish you all of you and say Goodbye. And good night. Bang.